Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, the year 2000. 20 years ago. So that's the 20, year of 20 my... 20 years ago. Yeah, 22. 22. That's the year yeah. of my Ferrari, Mick. So that's the year of your Ferrari. And also, you were how old? 26. So you were 26 and I was uh, a mere kid at 37. 37. So there you go. So you're set up. You've bought and sold a few cars by then, well, surely. Now, I wasn't actually uh, a buy and sell. I actually used to keep them for a fair while. But, yeah, uh, by that time I'd had the Fiat, had the uh, Cordia, had the 300ZX. And I reckon I'd only bought and sold maybe two cars because then I had a company car. Oh, that's so, right. So you used the company yeah, car. Yeah, I had used the company car. Mm. Yeah. Okay. okay. So in terms of that that era, that year, yeah. what do you think were the best buys in 2000? Well, look – I know back then when I was first, well, in the early, my early 20s, so yeah, maybe three or four years before that, so late 90s, let's just say, I was, it has to be Alpha. I was looking at Alphas. I was looking at Alphas Fiat's for me, Holden Commodores. I was looking at Okay, two. so if we I didn't go down to the Ford, Ford Falcons, I, I was a Holden man. And then, funnily enough, ended up with an XA three hundred two well, right. special, so which you should have kept. <laughs> but kept. back then, so the cars that we're talking about is really ones that let's say we don't talk about value so much, no. but let's say that we would expect to increase over time. So, yeah. like now, they'd be very well sought after. I, I remember at the time, my grandfather wanted me to buy a Triumph. He loved the little Triumph, the Stag. So it was the stag back the then? stag. That's what he wanted me to buy. He goes, I want you to buy this car. I want you to buy this car. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Anyway. What about the, the – back then the Triumph they also had the um, Sprite. I think it's a Sprite. Yeah. No, yeah. What no, was the four-door one? There no, was this a, was a little two-door. This was a convertible thing. Okay. All right. Beautiful-looking little car. My dad had a Jag X, XJ, XJ something. XJ6 probably. With the two fuel tanks, yeah, one that's either the XJ, side. You needed the two. Right. two Actually, fuel you could tank. get that in a 12-cylinder as well. Yeah, it was the 12. Oh, it was the 12. Yeah, so that's XJ why. XJ12? Anyway, it was, a, it, it was a V12, but it had the two fuel tanks, yeah, one either side. So that's what was in our driveway at the time. I was looking for Fiat and Alphas. How about you, Mick? I mean, what were you? Well, I was always looking at the European, but yeah. I just found bang for your buck. The Japanese were were up there, like the Cordia or the three hundred ZX. Mitsubishi Cordia, yeah. But yeah. you know, like when you're trying to look at, you know, the performance you get out of the for the same dollar, yeah. The Europeans weren't up there. Okay, so what were you driving at the time? Well, at that time there, I would have been driving my three hundred ZX there you go. or the yeah, probably just finished with the three hundred ZX. There you go. And still buying magazines, looking at still buying magazines. <laughs> yeah. So the Alpha that you talked about, the one hundred and five, the best buy back then, because the the one hundred and five had the two no, liter. I didn't want the one hundred and five. Which one? Did no, you want? I wanted the Alpha Sprint. Oh, not the, Al- the GDV, the GDVC. Okay, those. so the Alfetta GTV. Yeah, Alfettas, that's what I was looking at. Or the Sprint, because the one hundred and five was earlier. So you were thinking of I classic cars. I wasn't thinking of classic back then. No, no, exactly right. So maybe you should have thought of classic back then, and well, mind you, uh, you know you would have by that by this time you would have had to restore it because they all did rust. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. And but I was only you know like I said mid twenties. In hindsight, you if I'd known you then, which I knew your brother back then, but we didn't know we were both into cars. You and I. Well, my well, brother was into cars too, so he bought a Tirana not long after. Correct. I remember his Tirana. So. 
Well, well, well in 2000, what were the buys then? Okay, well, we, we've talked about the 105 series. Okay. And that's uh, – and, you know, when you talk about the best buys, you talk about, you know, drivability, yep. the, um, probably the potential to increase in value. Yep. And – Durability. Durability, of course, you know. And desirability. Yeah, agree with those. Yep. Agree with that. And also it had to be um, something that was relatively good value in yep. terms of dollars. Okay. All right, because it couldn't be one that's already – you know, big dollars in terms of collectability. So the 105 and, as I said, you know, the 2000, the two-litre basically, would have been a little bit more uh, affordable than the 1750, I would guess. See, I love love the 2000. And I remember seeing one in Sydney in my uh, wife's uh, cousin's shed. And why do you like the 2000? I love the shape. Yeah, but well, the no, 1750 so, is the same. Yeah, I know. So for me, I thought 2,000, two litre. Yeah. Bigger than the – no, no, it's got to be quicker. If it's bigger, it's got to be quicker. So that's why I always preferred the 2,000. Yeah, the 2,000, I think the rear lights are a bit bulky compared yeah. to the 1750. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it just seems like the 1750 is more sought after at the moment. And I reckon harder to get maybe, Mick? I would say so. In good condition. I'd say so. But I don't know how many they build of the 2,000 compared to the 1750, so it may not be that case. Yeah. No, uh, I, like, I, lo- I love that car. I, I love the – are they called resto mods? Yeah, the stuff that Alpha Holics are doing and oh, things like that. Oh, unbelievable. Oh. But they do it with the LED lights and, I mean, if you're not going to keep it original, that's oh, the way to go. brilliant because yeah. the, sh- the shape is classic, you know. It's desirable. Yeah, and, and they've and they've made them, you know, some of those. They've done smoother lines as yeah. well, and some without door handles and all sorts of stuff. That but that's great. that's another thing. The resto mod, the ones that were around back then too, in terms of the American, everyone loved the Corvette. Right. So yeah. there was the Corvette that they they brought out from, you know, in that <laughs> era. The the one that was good value was eighty seven to I don't know eighty nine. Yeah, which is, isn't that the kit? No. Is that kit from Knight Rider? Yeah, but that was a Pontiac or something. That wasn't but a Corvette. Similar, similar shape. Look. Yeah, similar, similar, sorry, similar yeah. look. Yeah, yeah exactly Certainly right. the front looks similar. Yeah, so I reckon that's why that car was so desirable and, you know, durable. I, I love the Corvettes. And that would have that had all the digital dash, you know, the yeah. lights flashing. and Way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. But we are talking about in Australia. In Australia, yeah. Yeah. So the, the one that was around back then that really, you know, the Japanese – uh, JDM, as they call them, the mm. Japanese domestic market, was a 240Z. The, Nissan? Yeah, the Nissan. Me, the Nissan you know, 240Z. That is one car, it never, ever turned my head. Well, I never even, d- n- never even contemplated a Nissan. Yeah, we had a teacher at, at, uh, at, at a young lady yeah. at school got one of those and everyone was going nuts on But Are you going nuts look, on the young lady? Or well, on I'm the, probably on, on both. <laughs> I'm probably on both, but... We were young kids back then, but but so in two thousand they they're saying that that you know was a decent buy uh, compared to now probably is because now that you can't you can't yeah, get them hard to get and I actually now actually appreciate them a lot more than I did as a twenty six year old yeah for sure because back then you would have been thinking like I was thinking about other European cars correct it's not a it's not a Ferrari it's not an Alfa it's a you know just yeah. a Nissan sort of thing yeah but apparently they you know very well balanced I'm, I haven't driven one. Uh, and they do, you know, the, the powder weight ratio is, is quite good, apparently, and they do race them a fair bit. I was going to say, they used to race them. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly, and they do, do it now still. So you see the rallies they race them. I'll tell you, if I could have my time again, the next car 
we're going to talk about. This is probably the car I would have purchased because a mate of mine restored one and I went through the, his restoration with just beautiful, you know, this Kermit green paint that he painted so, 20, 20, 20 bloody different times to get it right. And it was just gorgeous. But that's the, the Tirana. The GTR XU1. Yeah. We were fortunate enough, well, I was fortunate enough to drive it. God, that Peters. That, oh. that Peters. That was immaculate. Look, he had done a great job. The, the, only, the only thing I... The two things I really remember from that car, yeah. apart from I like the you know the proportions of the car, yeah. is the offset steering wheel yeah, to the to pedals the left. <laughs> and to reach first gear, I had to stretch out and yeah. lean. Almost touch the engine. Yeah. So the ergonomics, you know, in that regard, but, you Great know. Great car. And again, you know, that's a car that was fully restored. So you appreciate it. When you're driving, you're yeah. driving one at a decent level, not that, you know, things need to be fixed no, on it. So, Wait, so would you buy one? And, and a lot of things with classic cars is things that we all wanted to have or aspired to have or tried to own. Now that we're older, a little bit more wiser, maybe, yeah, you know, you've got the money to be able to buy these things now. Would you restore one, man? Would a I Tirana? restore one? A Tirana? Now, let's not talk about restoration because <laughs> that's another. That's I'm another over story. restoration. But, you know, I, I do like them. But, you know, whether I would buy that over something else uh, if you're limited in what you could buy. Because I think a lot of people's collections or a lot of people's classic cars that they've got today is that. Is that very thing. I always wanted one. Yep. Could never have it, never afford it. Now I can and I'm going to get what I wanted. Be it a Monaro, be it a holding a Ferrari, whatever, but a lot of people just want what they wanted as a kid. That's right. You That's know? exactly right. And it's often before they got married as well, Yeah, 100%. what they wanted before they got married. 100%. Or what they gave up to get married. Yeah, how many people we, did we, sell their car and then went to buy it back? Yeah, hundred percent. So anyway, that's so. Then, then we've got. I mean, you got the GTR XU one that we've spoken about. The one that was back then as well is the you talked about your father's Jag. Yeah, is the two door version the XJS? Yeah, well, that's yeah, that was luxury. That, that, that was, was luxury, and the V twelve in that was powerful. Yeah, see, uh, well, I was a kid, so I remember going. Never drove one, but I remember. Yeah, they were quick. They were quick. Powerful cars. So we're talking about it in the year 2000, that would have been a good buy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not sure now how, because I haven't kept up with the values of those things, whether they've gone up too much or not. What they do do, you don't see many of them on the road anymore, Mick. You don't see many Jags really in Australia, uh, as you once the old did. Ones. But no, the, yeah, well, many Jags, full stop. But when you do see the old ones around, like the XJS, they do stand out. They look fantastic. Oh, look, I like him. In terms of look fantastic, I'm not sure. I think the oh, front lights them. are a bit bulky. No, and, I love them. You know, it's, it's it's quite a bulky car, but the V12 in them, they were apparently very powerful and could give a lot of the muscle cars a good good run for their money. Because I reckon after that, really, Mick, Jag, so that's in the year 2000. So what, what year is that XJ6, uh, XJS? Oh, that would have been late eighties, late nineties, maybe late nineties or mid nineties, maybe mid nineties. Yeah. So after that car, really, Jag went away for a while. Here well, they did. Well, if you have a look at Jag, I think it's owned by Ford now. Okay, and then they came back with room. They came back with that. Forty fifty thousand dollar car to, co- to compete against the C class Mercedes, yeah, which was the equivalent to the XJ's. That's right, uh, the new one. Yeah. It actually, looked really good. It looked okay. It looked like an older, older one, but was modern. But that hasn't stood the test of time. I remember, I yeah, no, 
it, you can be, I remember looking at that and driving that because I was going to, I bought Rosa a C class, little 180 C class when we first got married. And I actually looked at the Jag also. Lucky you didn't time. buy that. Yeah, well, there you go. Because uh, my compadre bought one of those. Yep. And it's got Ford brakes on it, so they didn't oh. even take the Ford riding off the thing. Really? Yeah, I, no, I, I, I didn't like right. that at all. I know we all mix parts and Fiat's are on Ferraris and stuff like that, yeah. but to have the name Ford yeah, on no, a Jag, no, to no. me, didn't seem right. I wouldn't like stuff yeah. like that. My, it wouldn't cope well with my OCD. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, Mazda? Now... The RX-7. Well, the Rotaries were around some – the Cosmos are Rotary. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so the, the Rotaries have been around for a long time. I, I'm still not sure why Mazda have still got the Rotaries, but no one else has got on yeah. that bandwagon, or uh, why it's only the RX series that got They've the got Rotaries. They've got the Rotaries. You know. Well, um, I, I, grew up, I grew up with a mate of mine having – this was the car he learnt to drive in, had got his, you know, his P's in – Picked us up after school in. So grew up, his dad had them and then he inherited them and they kept them all. Is so that right? every version of the RX-7 then went into that RX-8 also. So it was like a really cl- – I love this car. Oh, I loved it. I thought you were so cool driving this car. And that was good value for money they when they came out. Yep. So yep. in 2000, that would have been a good buy. Yep. Because, they, you know, they sort of – the depreciation, you know, would have gone down and, you know, um, so – Actually, I got a, I told you I bumped into a guy who's actually got one fully and he's restoring it and he's asked us to do, do a podcast on it. So we've got to talk to him. Well, I'd like to do that because yep. I don't think – I don't think I've driven it. An RX-7? No, not an RX-7. Yeah, no. that – they have they've definitely stood the test of time. Yeah. And the other thing is there's, there's a, a great following of Rotary Mazda. Rotaries, yeah. Yep. You know, so they do tours through the, the hills and do club days. It'd be good to go to one of those as well. So that's that was the first of the RX-7s that we're talking about. Yes, correct. You know, I, I do like that. And then they evolved it. They've done an evolution of the RX. still called it RX-7. Until they changed, they changed it to the, the RX-8. Shot. And then they changed to the yeah. RX-8. Yeah, correct. So what else, uh, Ori? You had the RX-7. See, my grandfather was saying about the Triumph, I told you that, but the MGs were huge. Oh, MGs. Well, that was the affordable sports car. Yeah, that's right. And I thought, as a mid-20-year-old, I wasn't looking at that. I thought you had to be in your 50s, 60s to drive one Well, that's true too. Or you had to be English. Well, you had to be English. Yeah, exactly right. But I I loved them. I I thought they looked gorgeous. When you say you loved them, so back in 2000, the the classic buy would have been the – the shapely one, which was the MGA, yeah, a the, M- the MGA, MGA and yeah. then came out with the MGB. Yeah. So I, th- I like the MGA, cars. you know. Um, now, they do talk about the electronics and, and – Have they you ever driven one? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. A mate of ours has got one. I should ask the driver. Well, that'd be the equivalent to the Mazda MX-5 in terms of, yeah. you know, size and – Yeah, yeah. I reckon it's a bit longer than the MX-5. Oh, it probably is, but in terms of – A bit narrower. A guy you know, used to drive it to the golf club, to be honest. He had the, go- the golf clubs in the in front the, seat. Well, yeah, you can't put it anywhere else. <laughs> anyway, I don't think a very practical car. I'd like to drive one too. I, th- I actually think it would most probably be a similar driving sensation to the um, Cobra Mick. Oh, That's think- what I'm thinking. Not power-wise, but that wind in your, air, uh, in your face, that open – I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm not saying speed and sound, but the driving. The experience. driving. I mean, the experience might be similar. I would have thought it's it, low to the road. Yeah, but I don't think the experience would be similar in terms of 
how you want to push it around. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that, you know, I mean, the cobra, the, you know, the... Now, the cobra you can push around. Yeah. Well, these ones here, like the M- Mazda MX-5 and the MG, I'm not sure. They don't... They used to race the MGs as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They still do. They still do, They yeah. still do. In, in the classic historics and stuff. Yeah. The other one is the... Because um, in terms of those those times, these nine, the 944 Porsche. Yeah. See, and I love the 928. 928S. Yeah, well, the risky w- business one, right? Yeah, That's, that was ahead of its time when they bought the out nine, the nine two eight. The nine four four for me was a little bit boxy, a boxier, you know, a bit yeah. square line. Yeah, it was a bit square line, and the the nine two four before that was supposed to be apparently was supposed to be badged an Audi. But really? Yeah, it was okay. supposed to be an Audi, I think. But anyway, but the nine four four they do they. They do say that was a really good package. Okay, you know, have you driven one? No, I haven't no. driven one of those either. But um, and as Vincent loves them, you know, yeah. he, he's got one down the street that's always parked parked down the road, and uh, he reckons they look fantastic. What, what was that one we saw when we went across to um, Tasmania? That actually went to the wall when he tried to start it for us. Wasn't that, wasn't that a nine four four? That's no, that was a nine two eight. That was nine two eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> started in gear. <laughs> Poor guy, he crashed it. Yeah. Oh. He just went to warm it up, but it wasn't in the car. Anyway, that's but another yeah, I, story. I think I would buy a 928. I still look at them. I still look at them. I like them. The 928? Yep. Yeah, well, that's if you look at it, it's similar to the 456 in the GT. It's a GT car. The 928's a GT. Yeah. That was a V8. And they increased the performance, you know, the 928, 928S, you know, bigger engines. But they had the the crumble bumper bars. And you could hit the bumper bar up to 10 kilometres an hour and it'd bounce back after. Have you tried it? No. No, I haven't tried it. <laughs> well, it didn't uh, with the wall, I can tell you. No. No, well, that was more than 10 k's an hour maybe. So the right. Triumph that you spoke about was yep. the… Uh, the Stag. The Stag, yeah. okay. So the sedan version was the, um, the two… Two and a, two point five liter, I think. But you know that was a boxy looking car. It's not something that I would have aspired to. No, no, of, exactly right. Sort of get. I think my grandfather more liked the smallness of the of the car. You know, so the jury, the the shape. He loved the little shape of them and the nimbleness of them. I think he thought for a young man learning how to drive, or didn't want a big car. Because remember back then, with the big Holdens, the big Fords were on the road, the Valiants were still on the road, and all those things. Yeah, that's right. This is a smaller version. Like and he didn't like now. Japanese cars. Or, you know, those imports. So he wanted something English. He loved the English cars, I must admit. Yeah. Do, do, do they still make Triumphs? Yeah, they still make a Triumph, don't they? Do they? I don't I'm know. Not sure. Actually, I'm not sure. Rover they do. Uh, who owns what? Rover? Rover. Rover. Yeah, who, who owns Rover, though? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I've got to do some history checking on that. But, yeah, Triumphs, I haven't seen. I see You see the old ones still on the street. They look great. You know, in hindsight, should I have bought one? Maybe. And you can really pick that they are Triumphs, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's the You know. You know, there's no confusing it with something else, is there? What about that other one, The uh, if we go to the, the Swedes? Mate, the Volvo, the world's safest car. Yeah. Well, this was the, the two-door, they reckon. It was really good value for money back in the 2000. Yeah. I don't remember seeing many on the road. No, but they would have been quite economical. Seeing... That was yeah. on the uh, the Persuaders car, the P1800. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't mind the looks of that car. I mean, it's, you know, it's... It, uh, uh, Volvo, mate. That's it. Well, it's safe. Volvo. Now mate. Volvo's owned by uh, the Chinese. Now owned... Is it? Yep. Well, I, my, my uncle actually used to have it. That was their family car. 
And he swore by it. They lived up in Mount Barker up in the hills. And he swore by it. Loved it. Well, He the- loved his Volvo. He, he changed. You know, Volvo owners, I noticed, just kept up, upgrading, upgrading, upgrading to the next model, next model, next model. Yeah, because they always push the safety aspect. Yeah. Yep. So if you're going to get a family car or you want someone to, you know, you've got, you have your family in there, you want a safe car, you always think about Volvo. I know my dad thought of a Volvo before he bought the luncher. Yeah, and yeah. I said, I don't want a Volvo. Look at the nought to 60 miles an hour. It takes too long. I wonder if your dad had bought that Volvo, what your, what your, would you still be as passionate about the Italian cars having that as your family car? Oh, that's, no. that's interesting. But, uh, you know, because you would be driving it more often and things like that. And that was the, I think it was the 242, which, you know, it wasn't very powerful. It's a big, you know, three-box design, solid as anything, but, you know, I don't know. Look, I'll tell you one thing. I have sat in the new um, XC90, I think, the four-wheel drive version. Oh, that would be pretty good, I would say. The technology in these new Volvo cars is next level. But wouldn't that be similar across the range? Like you get the X5 or the... That's what I said. They tried to get me out of the X5 and put me in the XC90 for Rosa. And I said, I just could not come to the Volvo. I just can't. I don't know why. Yeah, I think it was... I mean, it was treated as an old man's car back then too. Yeah, I think so. Maybe when I'm 70 or 80, Mick. Well, at my age, then I can get one. But anyway... (laughs) Anyway, uh, I think, you know, you look back at these things and, you know, what are the cards now that kids would buy for later on? Yeah, well, what do we do? What do you tell them? What do we, you know, that's our kids now are coming, are what we were 22 years ago, well, some of our kids are mid-20s. My kids are yet to get there, but about to get into 20s. What would we say, well, buy this now? Well, one would still be the MX-5. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you could still right. buy the MX-5, which are probably decent value. The Audi TT? Yeah, probably the original version. Yeah, the first one, the bubble yeah, shape. Yeah, the it's, little, yeah, it's a yeah. classic. It's a classic for Audi and re put re-instilled them on the map of, you know, iconic cars again. And, I mean, everyone thinks of BMWs, so you can't M3. go past an M3. Now, there might be a particular version. Oh, they're that first version. They're that, well, that E46 version, I reckon, really relaunched the M3s. That, well, there you go, because the ones before that, the E30, but then they went to, you yep. know, they went a bit astray for a while. Correct. The other thing is they talk about, again, JDMs, the Honda Type R. Yeah, yeah, the Civics. Yeah, the Civic Type Rs. Well, you see a lot of young kids with those these days, hotter them up and things like that, and they're good performance cars. I, I keep saying... My, and my son loves them, so I'm happy about this. The Lotus Elise. Yeah, I do like them. I mean, right. I've changed my tune about Lotuses. A Lotus Elise, I think, absolutely. If you can buy one, as you, if anyone in their 20s, please buy one of those and put them away. That's probably going to be good value for I later agree. on. I must probably should have bought one of those, to be honest. And still, I think, uh, we are again, we're, t- we're talking about in Australia as well. Yeah. The Porsches, the, the 968. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. cars. Hard to, hard to, but you don't find many. There's not many that come up for sale, me. No, because I think people are, are looking at them now. Because and because the one I want, and you said the nice thing. I like the nine nine seven because I, I love those original lights at the front there. That's what I really like. After that, they went to that that the bleed, teardrop, the yeah, teardrop. the bleed or whatever it's called, teardrop. Well, the teardrop's probably very good value now. You know, the nine nine seven. Yeah, it's shocking. It looks shocking, but I don't know, mind it. No, I don't like it. Yeah, because it's not traditional front no, lights. The round appeal. lights is, is it? And how about the Aston Martin, Mick? 
Well, if you're talking about European DB seven, the DB seven, that's probably decent decent value at the uh, moment. And that's another thing. Just yeah, you know, where does it stop? DB eleven, DB twelve. Well, they keep going, don't they? Yeah, really. And they, who, who the, owns Aston Martin now? Isn't it the same company that owns? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. So we won't go there because I, I don't know. Well, it'd be there'd be a parent company, surely. But anyway, Mick. Yeah. You know, if we need to advise our kids what to buy, I'm saying out of everything, I'm saying buy buy a Lotus. There you go. That's what I'm going to tell my son to buy. You'd say buy a Lotus. Yep. Because I'm thinking about money, durability, shape, looks. It's fun to drive. Imagine if we had a Lotus in our garage from. Well, even Series 1, Series 2. I'm going to be influenced by my middle son, Domenical. Yep. And I'm going to say a 180SX Nissan. Nissan or 200, 200SX. Yeah. But in original condition. Yeah. A non-molested one. Yep, yep. Get one of those. Those reasonable value. They've probably gone up a bit. But later on, you won't be able to get You'd it. You'd have fun. No. Yeah. You'd have fun. Rear-wheel drive. Rear-wheel drive because I do like rear-wheel drive. Yeah. And I wonder if the Lotus is. The Lotus would be rear-wheel drive, my guess, but don't quote, yeah. me, quote yeah, yeah. me on that. And it's funny that of all the cars that we like, we've picked we've picked non-European. Oh, the Lotus is uh, – No, because we're looking at the price point. We're looking at the price point. I think point. we have money. And in your mid-20s, maybe in your, when you get into your late 30s, yeah. you've got to, you know, yeah. you're a little bit more financially stable. But in your mid-20s, early 20s, you haven't really got – you've still got to set your life up. So that's the introduction type I think so. It's one – put yep. it in there. It's a classic. You'll have it forever. And then one day it will be a classic. Exactly right. I, I think if I had that alpha, geez. Yeah, the alpha. But you would have had to restore it by now. That's fine. That's uh, – well, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> that'll be another episode. Anyway, we'll leave it there, Ori. I mean, we could talk about cars all day, but we're going to leave it there. So, again, you can catch us on uh, YouTube channel and also our Instagram. And remember – If your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.